Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City while we're unable to get together in person. You want to follow along each day by reading before listening if possible. You can always find our readings in a short prayer at www.newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Today is Tuesday, May 19th, the year of our Lord, 2020. And our scripture readings are Psalm 38, from the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 26, verses 1 to 20. Our New Testament reading is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. And our gospel reading is Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 to 23. My name is Michael Prevatera, and I'm one of the pastors at New City. When you pray, what or who do you usually pray for? Really good health, job security, uh, maybe you pray for your parents or children or your friends. What about the President of the United States? What about Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine? Okay, maybe, maybe you pray for those guys. Uh, but what about your mayor? whether that's the mayor of Cincinnati or Norwood or somewhere else, or any other public official, city, city council, health inspectors, whoever. Um, if you're like me, you, you may have been praying for these folks more in the last few weeks, but during normal times, probably not as much. But in 1 Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul urges Timothy to have the Christians in Ephesus do this. Some of this is practical. In ancient Rome, the Romans allowed conquered peoples to worship their own gods. But they were also required to worship the goddess Roma and the spirit of the emperor. This was how these peoples proved their loyalty to the powers that be. But because the Jewish people were monotheists and refused to worship multiple gods, Rome made an exception and allowed them to pray and sacrifice for the emperor's health without praying and sacrificing to him. So prayers were offered for him regularly in the synagogues. That all changed in 66 AD, which is not too long after Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. In 66 AD, Jewish freedom fighters, the Zealots, abolished uh, these sacrifices and prayers in the temple as they tried to throw off Roman rule. And essentially, this was a declaration of war. So you can understand on one hand why Paul would want to encourage Christians to pray publicly for the empire. It showed them to be good citizens of the society they lived in and helpfully uh, avoided uh, persecution. Paul says this is good, and praying for those in authority is a way of fulfilling the command to honor mother and father. But Paul actually gives another reason, too. He says God desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's kind of an odd reason to pray for our leaders in society, isn't it? I mean, at first glance... It definitely is. But if you think about it a little bit more, it actually makes some sense. A society that doesn't persecute the church allows it to thrive and flourish. It allows the church to publicly witness the good news of Jesus Christ. It enables us to live a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. That is a really good thing to pray for. In other words, God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And a good, just, ordered society is one of his means of bringing this about. You know, it's really easy to complain about our society and our elected officials. It's really easy to share your opinion about elected officials on social media. It takes no effort to retweet a critique of our leaders or post a derogatory meme, but it's harder and it takes conscious effort to pray for them. As our society continues to break down along partisan lives and, and politics invades everything, including how one responds to a global pandemic, 
I think it's really important that God's people pray more for our leaders than we post about our leaders. Uh, and that's probably a good rule uh, for life in general. Pray more than you post. Pray more, post less. Pray before you post. Or if you're like me, uh, just save yourself the headache and don't post at all. But the truth is you and I have very little power to make sweeping changes in society. Certainly we can vote. We can correspond with our elected officials. We can protest and, you know, worst case scenario, refuse to comply with ungodly and unjust laws. But on a day-to-day level, I don't have much control over what our governor or president does or says. You know, maybe instead of trying to win victory points on the internet or complaining to each other, we need to get on our knees and pray. What if that's the key to changing things? From a biblical perspective, it is. And maybe the reasons that things look the way they do is because the American church has stopped praying. Probably because, again, we're too busy posting or looking at or responding to other people's posts. But this is all worthless advice if we don't remember the why behind our prayers. And, you know, this is really important to remember as election season ramps up and the pandemic response becomes increasingly and continually political. The why behind our prayers is the story we find ourselves in that ought to shape the story of our lives. Paul writes in verse 5, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for us all. God has rescued us from death, hell, and sin through Jesus Christ. He has ascended to the throne of the entire universe, and he is currently ruling over all things. We don't put our trust in princes or presidents or politics. As Christians, we are citizens of a different nation, the kingdom of God. The goal of life is not your best life now or partisan victories, but in the coming of Christ Jesus. Our lives are meant to be lives of worship, service, and work for the common good, and waiting and being ready for Christ's appearance at the end of the age. We have no king but God. We obey God rather than men. We honor and pray for our leaders, but we pray toward a very specific end, that they and our nation would look more and more like the kingdom of God that is to come. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. Reach out to your community group, talk with roommates or spouses, or call a friend. Here's a question to help you do that. Have you prayed for our leaders lately? Whether that's the president, or senators, or members of Congress, our governor, our mayor, city council. Have you prayed for them lately? If you think this would be helpful, to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. You can find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcasts by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. Let's pray. God, our Father, in the last few weeks of this Easter season, may we look forward with hope to our resurrection. For you have made us your sons and daughters and have restored the joy of our youth. Make us look towards your coming kingdom and help us to put our trust in you alone. We pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you.